Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. It's our Take 10 with Tim today. We've got, I think, a great show planned for you, as we always do. We're going to be doing the final look at uh, next year's draft, looking at top five second basemen, third basemen, catchers, and outfielders. We're going to talk about Joe Madden finally getting the axe and whether that was warranted or not. And then Real or Memorex. For those of you who remember the commercials back in the 70s and 80s, we're going to talk about players that are off to a, a strong start. Is it Real or is it Memorex? And of course, as always, I've got my good friend, Mr. Tim McLeod. Timmy, how are you? I am just doing great. Uh, awesome job with the notes today. This is going to be a fun show. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Some really, really good discussion points. I just realized my one of my Real and Memorex was Tyler Anderson who didn't pitch very well last night so maybe that's uh oh well <laughs> well i was i was gonna say uh your notes have been so so timely and so good this year uh you've covered off a lot of the answers to your questions before i even read the questions or yeah. something like that so i put the notes it's together during the week so yeah. as as something comes to my brain as to oh that would be fun to talk about and i just yeah. jot it down right. um and, you know, so I did the real Memorex probably question on, what's it, Friday? I did that on Wednesday, and yep. he pitched yesterday. So, oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 well, it, it, it even makes it a better question now, doesn't it, that we've seen a struggling out, outing? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of struggling outing, Tim, yes. what the heck happened to Garrett Cole? It's funny. He had a couple of those stinkers early in the season, and then he was mm-hmm. lights out for – I don't know, four, five, six outings, and then last night, five home runs. Yeah. I, I, was there a 60-mile-an-hour wind blowing out yesterday? I, I haven't looked yet, but uh, definitely, you know, it, it's, sort of, it, it's troubling because as an ace, you shouldn't, you know, a stinker should be four earned runs over six innings, right? Yeah, it sh- it shouldn't be getting hammered to the tune of five home runs and, and like an inning and inning plus. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't is. like yeah, that's a, that'll leave a mark, Tim. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it's it's much like the, I was very disappointed yesterday with D- Dylan Cease's out. Yeah. Okay, you know he's sailing through four, and you know Burger commits an error, 
And before you know it, there's six runs on the board. Granted, they're all unearned, but it just causes me, you know, if a pitcher is going to take that next step, okay, well, I think one of the keys is how they deal with adversity. And yeah, sure, Berger committed an error. It was a problem, but get over it, move on, and get get it done. And it sort of seems like he totally fell apart with yeah. that, you know, with that error. And uh, that's the definition gonna... of a young young pitcher, still, Tim. He's sure. not that old, so yeah, it's something though that he's going to have to deal with. Okay, moving forward, if he wants to take that next step, right? Right. Somebody who seems to be taking the next step continues to be Shane McClanahan, Tim. Mean, he's just I don't know if he's running away with the with the uh, Cy Young, but he's starting to. Yeah, it's it's impressive. Uh uh the way the way things are rolling right now, could he potentially be the number one pitcher off the board next spring? I, I don't think we can rule it out right now, depending on what happens over the next three and a half months. He's so young, Timmy, and it's just like you know, know, you've been burned. I mean, look at uh, Corbin Burns, who's been very good too, but can't win a game. He had a stinker yeah. yesterday, though he got saved because there was there was an error, so it wasn't a bunch of earned runs. Uh, right. Look at Robbie Ray looked. I mean, he won the Cy Young last year, and he's average this year, maybe below average. Yeah, I think his ERA is sitting somewhere in the area of five. That that's not that's not a that's not an ace. And then you know you you look at the other the two pitchers is sort of sort of went hand in hand as far as the draft slot was concerned last year were Ray and Kevin Gosman and Gosman's been fine. Yeah, draw. Yeah. It, so uh, I again there's a it's. It's a, a crazy world that we live in with a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, like Garrett Cole yesterday. Yeah. Who, who, was, who was expecting that? Uh, all I know is if Shane McClanahan continues to produce at the level, he's going to, he's guaranteed top three pitcher. Yeah. And Alec Quintero Alec- could be with him as yeah, a Yeah, and so pitcher. could Alec, Alec Manoa, Timmy. I mean, he's right. the guy that seems to be always forgotten about and it's like he just continues to plow through lineups yeah and it's a tough division yeah that he's playing in so yeah you you gotta gotta give him a little uh plus one for that uh it could be the changing the of the guard guard here tim yeah. with uh with your top pitchers yeah. uh, the hitters seem to be you know it's funny i, I did my all-star ballot yesterday um, okay and good for I mean, you it was weird. I, I did it, and it says you can vote five more times. Do you want to, like, resubmit your ballot? I'm like, why would I do that? I just voted. So, I mean, well, what because you're obviously a homer, and you want your guy to get in there, right? Oh. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess you, I could you, change it, but I found it a little challenging because I mean, there's some some guys that you expect to be having great seasons, Tim, they're not. And it was like, who to pick for first base in the American league. I went straight to Vlad and I looked at it, 13 home runs and a 248 average, 330 on base percentage. I'm like, eh, but then I looked at everybody else. I'm like, well, that's about better than everybody else. Yeah. The, the worser of half a dozen evils, that sort of a scenario. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's definitely tough. But I, I think one thing we are seeing, and we've been seeing it over the past two, three years, and it seems to be more magnified this year, is uh, 
younger players. Yeah. 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 We're seeing younger players start to emerge, and especially in pitching. Uh, there's a lot of young arms that are poised to make huge steps onwards and upwards as we start looking towards next spring. And, you know, we mentioned three of them, but we, you know, we didn't mention Tarek Skubal. Yep. You Alcantara, know, you, that would be the third one that we mentioned because he's still mm-hmm. pretty young. Yeah, he's still fairly young. Yeah, Logan Gilbert. Yeah, he had a big game this week as well. Yeah, so, the, you know, there's a lot of young arms that I think are going to move from the they could be to we're going to draft them as if they will be. Mm-hmm. And again, it's fraught with risk, isn't it? It, it is because, I mean, you look no further than Casey Mize, and it looks like mm-hmm. he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery. They haven't said it yet, but it's the, he can't well, even, he can't even toss the ball anymore, Timmy, without pain. Yeah. If, if you can't play long toss without pain. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter how long you rehab. I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think it. I think he's at the stage where tough decisions have to be made, and I wish him all the best. I really yeah, do. It's but that can happen to all these young guys, and that's oh, that's, sure. that's what's troubling. So you get back to Garrett Cole, and yeah. I mean he's not he, he's not the same guy he was pre Sticky. I think we all have to just agree to that. Mm-hmm. But he's going to get you the strikeouts. He's going to win games because he plays mm-hmm. for a very good team. And yep. you, you you have that expectation of like consistency, and there's some, I don't know, there's some comfort in that, Timmy. Even if he pitches to a three fifty, three sixty ERA, mm-hmm. it's going to get you two hundred and twenty plus, maybe two hundred fifty strikeouts, and win fifteen to twenty games. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a top top three four pitcher, guaranteed. Yeah, versus and- Shane McClanahan, I don't think he's had Tommy John surgery. He's terribly young. He could be the best pitcher in baseball, or he could get hurt, or he could fill in the blank. Yeah, it's it's always it's always tough when you're looking at young pitching, but at the same point in time, I think we have to recognize uh, that these pitchers have made huge steps upwards, and at some point in time, you've got to take the kid gloves off, and you've got to draft them based on the skills that you've seen being fully cognizant of the fact that, you know, hey, the risk of an injury is there, but the risk of injury is there everywhere, Rich. You know, who, who had Tatis Jr. goofing off on a motorcycle and missing half a season? You know <laughs> just, what I mean? Is, is this a <laughs> weekly uh, – Tim's going to bring this yes. up on a weekly basis? As, as they update his medical status, yeah, probably. So, Not that I'm bitter, but I am. How's that? So take 10 with Tim is about 10 questions, but I have an 11th question. Will Bobby Witt Jr. catch Julio Rodriguez in the Rookie of the Year? No. He's gotten that much of a lead. Well, it's pretty Cause tough. Because Witt Jr. is catching up. Well, yeah, but is he catching up? You know, I I I think what he's doing is matching right now. That that's fair. I, that's fair. Yeah, so yeah, he, he, so got it's Tuller Rodriguez has gotten the uh, the jump start, and it's going to be tough to catch him. Mm. He's almost to twenty stolen bases. Yeah, well, Witt Junior's at twelve, so mm. got two of them yeah. last night. Yeah, who who would have who would have had. Uh, who would have had Julio Rodriguez as being a potential 2040 guy? He's been, Rodriguez is just starting to heat up with the bat as far as power is concerned. 
he's not that fast. That's what's that's what's interesting to me. It's a big dude who's yeah he knows how to steal knows how to steal bases. We're not talking Trey Turner speed though. No, you know what I. I don't want to. I don't want to comp him to Mike Trout. Okay, I I don't. But I could see uh, a parallel in their careers over the next three four years. I in that Trout started off. You know, what did he steal? Forty nine bases, I think, that first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and, and I could see, I could see Julio Rodriguez doing the same thing. Running, running like wild the first couple seasons, but then, as the power, uh, as the power grows, you know what what could be twenty forty, could be forty ten. I lied. I lied to him. the The answer is yes, but I lied. He's at the ninety eighth percentile in sprint speed. I lied. I didn't realize okay. fast. That's. Uh, I saw him That's several quick. times in the minor leagues. I didn't see that level of speed, so good for him. Yeah. Um, the only thing that there's that I see problematic in looking at the data is he's chasing a few many two pitches outside the zone. But when you got a guy who has a sprint speed yeah. of 98 percentile and an average exit velocity of 90 percent, if I'm looking at that correctly, that's crazy. That you're talking a guy who hits the ball harder than most people and is faster than most people. That's like Shohei Otani esque. Well, yeah, and if he strikes out a bit too much right now, I'm sure at some point in time, with the talent that he possesses, those numbers will they'll stabilize over time. He's still a very, very, very young player. Twenty-one years old. Yeah, but with yeah, Junior, let's think. let's let's give him his kudos, Timmy. He's been oh, yeah, very yeah. good after mm-hmm. that six to eight weeks of a slow start. He's he yeah. is definitely coming on. Oh, definitely. And you know, when we start to take an early look at next year's draft and some of the positions we're going to be looking at, uh, both those players are mentioned. <laughs> so is. Here, so if Julio Rodriguez goes, well, he's going to go. He's going to go twenty twenty at least. But if he goes twenty, if he goes twenty thirty or twenty forty, is he a first round pick? Uh, no. Really? So you close, you you would you would put Shane Shane McClanahan as a potential uh, best pitcher in baseball, and he only pitched what ten games last year. Uh, but Julio Rodriguez, you would not. Well, one of one of the problems when you look at Julio Rodriguez is the fact that there are players like Ronald Acuna and Juan Soto and Aaron Judge and Bryce Harper and Mookie Betts. There's a lot of outfielders there. How many how many players can go in the first round? Would be my question. Fifteen. Okay. Well, you know that players like. You know, you look at third baseman. We could have potentially three third basemen going in the first round. How many shortstops do we have? I, I I think he could be first round talent, but I think he's a second rounder when it comes to looking at next year. You throw in the starting pitchers that are going to be first round picks, and there will be at least a couple. Uh, I think it's just a numbers game. I don't think it's a reflection on his skills and talent, but. You know, next year, do you take do you take Bryce Harper ahead of or behind Julio Rodriguez? I take Julio Rodriguez first. Next question. Okay, I don't, I mean, think, let, let, I let, don't think I don't think most will. 
Yeah. Let me, let me, can I give you a prediction, Timmy? And take it to the bank, everybody. Take I'm this one to the bank. I'm etching it in my kitchen table. It, yeah. It, it's done with, with a blowtorch in your kitchen table. Because I've <laughs> seen this way too many times in my fantasy baseball career. I don't know if it's a career, Timmy, but whatever. How long have I been playing we'll call, the game? We'll call it one. <laughs> um, at, um, Aaron Judge will be a huge disappointment next year. Yeah. He will not be a first. He'll be taken in the first round or early in the second round. But, Tim, I've seen guys who he's going to get the big, huge contract. He's playing like a madman, and he's going to get hurt just like we're seeing with uh, Chris Bryant. It's entirely possible. So that's my prediction, and, and I've been burned by it time and time again, and I will refuse to be burned by it in 2023. <laughs> I will just leave him on the table. Yeah, and all that being said, if you do leave him on the table and he has a great year. Tip so my cap. It. Yeah, tip my yeah, cap and say, yeah. I was wrong, but there's just mm-hmm. too much risk. There's a huge man. He's over. He's going to be over 30 years old, and I don't know. Look it up, Tim. Guys who signed those big contracts the, the first year coming into it. Mm-hmm. Chris Bryant's a perfect example. Has he played yeah. yet this year? Does he have more than 50 yeah. at-bats? Uh, I think he does, but just barely. Uh, he missed a month with the back, and he's still dealing with the back. So, yeah, yeah uh, you know, uh, yeah. What, what do you do with Chris Bryant? You don't. You, you know, this could be a chronic situation moving forward. We don't know. We don't have the information yet. And you know, hey, ask Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think when you start looking at Aaron Judge. What he's doing this year is amazing, but does that mean I'm going to pay for it next year? That's what that's what it all boils down to. And as good as his year has been, uh, that's a tough one to pay for. I, I think what we're looking at this year from Aaron Judge, I think odds are very good that this, if he stays healthy and continues to produce, and there's no reason to think that he won't, this is his career year. Yeah, this is going to be an MVP year. A career year, or maybe Jose Ramirez has something to say about that. But he's on a better yeah. team, et cetera, et cetera. This, this, he could win the MVP and get two hundred fifty million dollars next year. But he will not be on my fantasy team next year because I'm going to take him where I got him this year in the fourth round. Yeah, I. He is going to be if he continues his pace. Yeah, I, he's on pace for fifty plus home runs. Yep. he's a first round pick for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, but I am, it's all about as, whether or not you want to assume the risk, and I get where you're coming from. It's Rich. a really huge do. man, huge man, yeah. and, and it's just, yeah, you know, you invest, you invest in the Jose Ramirez's, you invest in the Michael Trout's. Michael Trout's become a big guy, but he's not. I mean, he's not Aaron Judge, Giancarlo, Carlo Stanton, big. And these are kind of like normal athletes, and then you take these mm-hmm. gigantic men that just get hurt so much more easily. I mean, history has that on its side. I just, you know, you got to be really careful. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Okay. Speaking of next year, Tim, let's take a quick break. Get back. I want to hear who you're taking as your top five second baseman. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Beautiful day here in the Northeast. Tim, you going to go out for a run after our show here? Actually, got to play with the dogs and then go for a run, but... Uh... It's uh, nice to, yeah, it's beautiful out. So Yeah, it's sunny here. Just something very, very different. Rain has stopped and the how's how's the flooding? Uh the water is starting to come down, but it's gonna be a slow process. Uh as long as we can avoid as long as we can avoid the rain in the next week or so, we should be okay. Good. But again, there's still the uh the lake is higher than it's ever been. It's wow. it's scary, scary, scary. Timmy, last week we looked at shortstop pitching and first base, I believe. So today we're going to look at the rest of them. So give me your top five second basemen that you would put if we were drafting today as your top five second basemen. Yeah, this is, you know, if you were to ask me a month ago, the list would look very different. But I got to go with Trevor Story, Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, Jazz Chisholm's been great. Jose Altuve. Oh my gosh, Timmy, that's a that's a change for you. Yeah, sometimes boring is good. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy Albies. So Ozzy Albies no longer the top second baseman now is a proud owner, and I say that Timmy, owner of uh, Ozzy Albies. I agree with you. He is good, not as good as you think. Yeah, and at number five, uh, Tommy Edmond. Ah, okay, yeah, that's another boring but good. Well, you're looking at you're looking at probably ten to fifteen home runs, thirty stolen bases, and a ton of runs scored, hitting at the top of the Cards lineup. And uh, as far as big risers are concerned, I've got a couple names there that aren't on the. I I put big risers or potential big risers as a separate sort of category. Sure. Yep. Them. Yep. Uh, so who do you got? I I got a couple of players that I really like. And again, it's early, and I want to see what happens over the next couple months. But Santiago Espinal of the Jays has really taken a step up. But is there enough speed and power there? Uh, well, that's what I want to see over the next couple of months. 
Okay. Uh, I'm watching him with intrigue. And the other player that I really like that's not getting a lot of love out there but is playing incredibly well is Thyro Estrada for the Giants. Now, I don't know about the power, again, much like Espinal, but he's got eight stolen bases, 274 batting average, he's scored 32 runs, hit three home runs. Those are two players that I'm going to be watching very, very closely over the next several months. So Marcus Simeon's still not in your in your radar yet, even though he's pulled his average up to 222, yeah. 10 stolen bases, six home runs. Yes, not not yet. I well, when I look at what my top five has to offer, I don't think right now he fits in there. But if he continues the pace that he's on, yeah, he could supplant somebody from this list. Now I look at this list, the guy he could end up supplanting is Ozzy Alves. Interesting. Zimenez has been pretty good this year too, but uh, probably his on base percentage is just horrible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at his average of three hundred nine and a three thirty eight on base percentage. So it means he's probably walked four times, five times, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mister Rosario is rubbing off on him. Exactly. Yeah, it's these guys with these uber, uber aggressive yeah, approaches. Yep. Yep. So yeah. that's all right. So. Good stuff, Timmy. Let's move on to third base, your top five yes. third baseman. Give me a one or two risers as well. Okay. Uh, Jose Ramirez at number one. Yeah, that's, yep. No, no brainer. He, he, by the way, Acuna, I think I saw, had his 11th stolen base yesterday. Yeah. So anybody who thought, myself included, that he yep, wasn't going to run was. a lot, well, He's running, Timmy, which is kind of crazy, but good for him. So, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's caught me totally off guard. I thought if anything, he'd be a little bit quieter on the base pass and be swinging for the fences. But uh, yeah, he might end up with more stolen bases this year than home runs. Uh, assuming health, he's got to yeah. be the number one pick again next year, right? I would think so. Yeah, but Ramirez right there. Yeah, he's right there, and you know what? I think we've got. Uh, two, maybe three first-round picks coming out of third base. It's hard to ignore Raphael Devers. I know. I think he. Yeah, that's who I selected oh. as my my all-star guy in the, in the American <laughs> League. Yep. Yeah, you know, he just continues to produce and big numbers. And at number three, I've got Manny Machado having a great year in San Diego. Yeah, yep. power, he's running, he's doing, he's doing it all. Uh uh, at number four, Austin Riley. Again, having a big year in Atlanta. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And at number five, I have a shortstop converted to third base, Bobby Witt Jr. Ooh, good for you, Timmy. I love it when the kids come up. Yeah, I was wondering where he was going to be. Yeah. And then after that, third, third base is third base it's going to be very interesting to see how things shake, shake down after that because there's a lot of underachievers there's a lot of question marks uh, I'm not a huge fan my, my my early thoughts on third base I'm not a big fan of what I'm seeing I think there's more questions right now than there are answers big risers I've only got one and I'm going to be following Josh Rojas hmm. in Arizona very carefully over the next couple of months I think I think there's some potential sitting there for him to be a top 10 third baseman next year 
don't forget about Key Brian Hayes. No, I haven't. I haven't forgotten about him. But the but... power, for some reason, isn't there. But he's got does have seven stolen bases. He is hitting. I mean, he plays on a terrible team, but yeah, his that, skills and, there. Undoubtedly, that influenced my decision. Uh, but no, you're right. He definitely. So let me make sure I understand what you meant by you're not liking what you're seeing. So does that mean you're going to go early for third baseman? Uh, You've got options. You can go Jose Ramirez with the top three, four pick, right? Uh You can go Raphael Devers, I think, seven seven to ten, and you can look at Manny Machado at the wheel. So I think there's a, a strong possibility I might look to third base again, depending on draft slot, but there are arguments for all three of those players in the first round. It's just what your options are at that point in time. Yeah. Because then, you, then you're waiting for Nolan Arenado. He's a fine player, Timmy. He's 25 home runs, hundred RBIs uh, guy, but yeah. you, or you could get Louisa rise going to give you batting average, but nothing, nothing besides yeah. that. He's empty. Yeah, there's, Bregman. There's a, I mean, is that? A, I mean, I don't know what happened uh, with Bregman. Yeah, then you got and you've got Anthony Rendon. Oh, that, forget about it, Tim. Yeah, D, it's, do not draft list. Yeah, I, there's a lot of question marks in there, and it'll be interesting to see how they're how how we end up addressing them. I I think I'd be very happy next year if I had a third baseman coming out of the first round. Yeah, I agree. Because after you know, when it gets a little later, it gets dicey. Let's go with catchers, Timmy. When I, you know, and I, I see that the Blue Jays. I think we're going to talk about have uh, just uh, promoted Gabriel Marino. Timmy, we're we are seeing a flood of great young catchers coming to the league now. Adley Rutschman's been terrible, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that changes. MJ Melendez has been pretty darn good, uh, yes, and they're just they're going to keep flooding in, and it's it's actually really cool to see. Yeah, you know, you look at your top five catchers, you look at your top ten catchers, and you could have two from one team in your top ten list. Marino and Kirk? Uh, Sal Perez and Melendez. Oh, MJ Melendez. Okay, got it, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think right now if you had to rank them, both of them would be top ten catchers, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah Perez is hitting home runs. He's not hitting anything, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Melinda's. I think is, is off to a great start. So, my top five catchers. I, I I'm going to stick with Will Smith and Sal Perez at the top of the list. Okay, above J- Wilson Contreras. Interesting. JT Real Muto. Number three is JT Real Muto. Interesting. And this is this is where I go young, and I, I I've got to look. At, based on what he's done this year, Alejandro Kirk at number four. Mm-hmm. Followed up by, unfortunately, an injured Tyler Stevenson. So, no Wilson Contreras, Tim. Why not? No. Ah. 403 on base percentage, 10 home runs, mm-hmm. two stolen bases. What, great year. Well, yeah, great year. He'd, great... He'd, probably be, he'd be number six on my list. Okay. No Dalton Varshow? Eight home no. runs, three stolen bases? Uh, eight home runs, three stolen bases. Yeah, okay. Well, J two are multi three home runs, three home runs, five it? stolen bases, two forty two. <laughs> They're basically the same player. Uh the difference being J T. Real Muto has done it before, and he'll do it again. Fair. What's what's Varsho's uh, batting average on base? 
242-316. Yes, and Real Mutual's having a down year. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> I, I like Varsho. He's a top he's a top ten catcher. But I think I like Kirk and Stevenson better. And it looks like I was wrong on Kirk. He's he's the absolute I'm just trying to think of the right way to describe it. You look at him as a baseball player. Yeah. He doesn't look like it. <laughs> he doesn't no. No, he's short, he's square, he doesn't run real well, but all he does is hit. Yeah. And yeah, what's he got? Five or six more walks than strikeouts this year? He's he is of, oh, he's got he's a three I'm just I'm just looking uh Three twenty-two, four hundred one. So yeah, it's got to be yeah. Sixteen strikeouts, twenty-one walks. Yeah, there's not many players that posted those numbers. He can flat out hit, Tim. Yes, he can. I am and still I was very wrong there. I am. I don't care what season he has. I'm still taking Adley Rutschman as my number one catcher next year. Hmm. Very very bold, and I he's like too that. good. He can't go he's, from yeah. one of the best young prospects in the game three weeks ago to do not draft him. I mean, I just not buying that. No, I, I think it's, I think, uh, I think the potential is there that he could be the best catcher in baseball. We haven't seen it yet, but all catchers don't develop at the same pace. Uh, the skills are all there. And I think eventually they they will shine. Uh, a lot's going to depend for me on when these catchers start coming off the board. Uh, I'm definitely going to want to own one that I feel fairly comfortable with. And they could be Rutschman. My big riser is MJ Melendez. Yeah. Yeah, he I... got off to a slow start down on the farm, but he's 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 proven he's proven those skills that we saw last year are very, very real. Granted, it's a small sample size, but, you know, if, if the Royals were to lose Sal Perez's bat, MJ Melendez, I think, could fill that hole. Very ad- admirably. I was pretty confident that Melinda's was going to come up and hit, um, I, I, but that level of power. So I, I, I felt really good. I felt really good about Rutschman and Torkelson, and they didn't hit either. But I, I felt pretty good about that. I don't know about Marino, Timmy. We're going to talk about him in a few minutes, just to see if he's going to get any playing time. That's first and foremost. But I think catching is turning over, and I think it's getting deep in a hurry. And that's a position you might be able to wait on next year. Yeah, we we mentioned it going back into the spring. We started looking at all the great young catchers uh, that are out there. And look at Alvarez for the Mets. Yeah, eight home runs in the last week. So, (laughs) Yeah, at at some point, we might see him this year. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Who knows? It's the Mets. What do you do with William Contreras? I mean, the guy's got eight home runs. I mean, I don't know if it's a yeah. fluke. It probably is. He's not a bad. He was not a bad prospect, Tim. No, he wasn't. Uh, that one is one of those. Let's wait and see. I want to yep. see what happens over the next two to three months. But if he continues to perform at the level he's performing at, yeah, he could. He could be ten, ten to twelve on the list somewhere in there possibly even a little bit higher all right great stuff timmy let's take a break get back let's do it's to the outfield 10 yes 10 outfield.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Question number four, Mr. McLeod. Give me the top ten outfielders if you were going to draft tomorrow. Yeah, this this is a top, a really really tough one. When you look at ten outfielders, uh, give, give me the top five, and then we'll pause and talk about them. Okay, Ronald Acuna. Gotta be Juan Soto. Interesting. Still number two. You have not not uh, moved him down much. No. Aaron Judge. Oh, don't like it, Tim. Already told uh, you. Yep. Uh, Bryce Harper. Well, okay. Mookie Betts. He's been very good. Does your five, right? That's my top five, yeah. Okay, well, I don't like Judge, but I've, I've given you my reasons yeah. for that. But, I mean, yeah, based look- on what he's doing... Uh, you know, he should go first overall. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say, yeah, he's the number one pick right now. Uh, I, again, uh, I can't downshift on Juan Soto as a 23-year-old who's having a bit of an off season on a team that's having a bit of an off year. You know, I I just can't. Uh, you look at the numbers he's posted so far, and yeah, they're down, but I think by the end of the year, he'll have his 400 OBP. He'll have... We have 35 home runs. It'll all be there. Juan Soto is too good of a player to downshift very much as far as I'm concerned right now. I have to tell you, Timmy, it was uh, really disheartening, and I don't roster him anywhere. That's Steven Strasburg's uh, outing yesterday. Trying to come back from TOS surgery, which is pretty tough. Oh, people didn't start him. Well, and you know... And then, of course, you got Jazz Chisholm leading off, drops a perfect bunt down. That probably didn't help either. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it, it was a tough outing. It was his first outing. Let's see how he does. Let's how he see how he does in his second. But I sure wouldn't be rushing out this week to spend a gazillion dollars of my fab if I was chasing him. Not yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, it's the thoracic outlet syndrome to me. It's a serious stuff, and it just hasn't had a lot of success. So, I mean, you wish him the best. But, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, so. I mean, you, you look at that top five, and Mookie Betts is having one heck of a year, isn't he? He is indeed. Yeah, I I could see – actually, I could see as many as six, seven outfielders going in the first round next year. Yeah. You know, somebody else is having a really good season is Mr. Jordan Alvarez. Let's see. Let's see who Timmy's got next. Hasn't mentioned Michael Chuck. Give me your six through ten. 
Well, and at six, we, we have the aforementioned Jordan Alvarez. Who Not going to get you any stolen bases, Tim, but that's just a monster. Yeah, he, he attempted one the other day, didn't he? I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I refuse to even acknowledge that he might have attempted one. I don't want him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I saw something involving running, and it wasn't a triple. So, uh, yeah, so I, I've got Alvarez at six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Trout at seven. Interesting. Above Kyle Tucker. Okay. Julio Rodriguez at eight. Wow. Okay. Above Kyle Tucker, who's just 10 home runs, 10 stolen bases, Tim. Not sure what else a guy can do. At number nine, we have Kyle Tucker. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and at 10, we have the ever healthy, ever rested Byron Buxton. Oh, Lord. It's a, it's tough when you're only listing 10 outfielders. Yeah, I, I, I know, but Bucks and Ten, well, I don't even know. I, I, don't. I, I don't know. I mean, what do you do? Like, I don't know. That's, hit two I home runs yesterday. I, I, I don't uh, know what you do. Yeah, I kept flipping between him and George Springer. Yeah. Okay, and, you know, Springer is doing everything that Jay's expected. Yeah. Uh, a great player. I, if I'm faced with Buxton or Springer, I'm, I, I might take Springer over Buxton. I think I, I yeah it just it's, he's going to miss so many games Tim it just is yeah, that's yeah yeah he, he really is but you look at that top ten though it, it's loaded you it's, can argue you can argue every one of those ten players I listed is potentially a first round pick um yeah Kyle Tucker still could be like the cream there. I mean, got off to a slow start. It's still a 362 one base percentage. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, he's a, he's a great player and he's a great fantasy player. Yeah. And as I look at this list, if you ask me which two of these outfielders, okay, will not be top 10 heading into the spring. The two I'd list are Byron Buxton and Mike Trout. Yeah. Mike Trout's a great player, but I I am getting a little bit worried about, you know, just the Knicks all over the place now. Well, what's he's missing? And he's missing and missed another game yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, with, yeah, what, left groin tightness. Okay, well, Mike Trout is a great player. You look at the numbers, and they are off the charts good. But if we see a second half from Trout where – he ends up with an IL stint or two, and a lot of, as you mentioned, those nicks and day-to-day. It gets a little dicey, doesn't it? Let me ask you a question. You, I, I, you know, I love Jordan Alvarez. I, I own yeah. him in numerous leagues. I've been you know, carrying the flag for him since he was in high A, I believe. Yeah. Let's say he winds up with 40 home runs, 100-100, and Kyle Tucker winds up with... 30 home runs and 24 stolen bases and they have comparable batting averages and on base percentages who gets taken first Jordan Alvarez will get taken first I think Julio Rodriguez will get taken first Kyle Kyle Tucker is on a team he's sort of like the invisible man like he, he, he doesn't get the attention 
you know, the media attention, the fantasy. He doesn't get the attention that a lot of other players do. And but he could be the best fantasy player on oh, that team. Yeah, he could very easily. Next year, next year, if you told me that Kyle Tucker is going to finish in the top three in outfielders, I'd say okay. Yeah. It's bold, but I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, the disappointing thing about it's, Mike Trout is the zero stolen bases, and exactly. it's not like it's not like he's lost speed. He's just no. not. He's just not running. No, I, I watched. Uh, I watched the last game, and he's on first base, and he's got the big oven mitt on. I'm thinking, why are you wasting? Why are you, why are you putting that on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you might have to break up a double play, but it's not because you're going to be stealing bases. He's not running. Yeah, maybe he's going to be maybe he's going to be grilling over there at first base, Demi. You never know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'll take mine medium rare if it's uh, if it's cow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you tell me the big risers? No, I didn't. And there's some interesting names here that I think have the potential to rise a lot in the next couple of months. And uh, Taylor Ward is one. Once yeah. He comes, once he comes comes back, and yeah. It, Jesus Sanchez, another another home run yesterday. I haven't given given up anywhere close to it on Jesus San, Sanchez in Miami. Christopher Christopher Morel. If I if I may up. with I'm sorry yeah. if I may with Sanchez, yep. Yep. that guy's got massive raw power. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. just massive raw power. I here's I saw him in the minor leagues. I wrote yeah. about him. I think there's 30 home run potential. There's not mm-hmm. a ton of speed. He's yeah. just and he can hit. He's never mm-hmm. going to walk. So just know your parameters there. On base mm-hmm. percentage league, he could be twenty-eight home runs in a three-ten on base percentage. Yeah, and as long as it's three-ten, it's okay. Yeah, it's when it dips below three hundred that there's yeah. there's issues, and there is always. I agree with you. There is that risk. I, I just think that there is a lot more there than what we've seen thus far. Yeah. And I think I think once uh, Miami. Uh, makes a managerial change, which I think is going to be occurring sometime soon. Maybe even the the next road trip, if it's not a successful one. Uh, I think it bodes well for Sanchez. Yeah, it's some famous guys kind of getting the axe here, Timmy. With mm-hmm. uh, give me give me another riser, uh, Christopher Morel in Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. I He's... like what I'm seeing. He's young, and there's both power and speed potential there. So uh, I, I'm going to be tracking him very, very closely over the second half. And one player who hasn't played a game yet, that, again, if he gets out of the gate strong and performs to his abilities, Riley Green could sail up the outfield charts really, really quick. Really quick. Well, he hasn't he hasn't played yet, so no, he hasn't. But uh, again, as a potential big riser, it the potential's there. So I'm 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 googling something, Timmy. Uh, okay. Somebody recently walked Trey Turner when he had two strikes on it. That was Tony La Russa, correct? It was the genius known as TLR. Yes. Uh, I didn't see the game. I just read the headline somewhere because to me, Tony Russa and Joe Madden are two peas in a pod. Famous, uberly paid guys that appear to be past their prime in terms of managing. 
Joe Madden got released on Monday. When does Tony La Russa get released? Uh, should be uh, the answer to that should be yesterday, but it sh- it should have been the first time he sat Andrew Vaughn. <laughs> but uh, you know that which was last. It turns year out to be something. the best hitter on the team, which uh, we all knew. When well, he was in the minor I, leagues, he'd be the best hitter on the team. So, well, well, yeah, and if it wasn't for Larusa's tutelage and showing him, okay, and and you know, you know how to play the game last the, year, the right okay. way, Tim, the right way, yes, exactly. Uh, he wouldn't be obviously Vaughn wouldn't be where he was or is without Tony Larusa, right? Yep. Yeah, no, it's yeah. My, my prediction as far as managers on the way out, Larusa and Mattingly are both on very, very thin ice. Yeah, and I, 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 I know Matt, I know ownership loves Tony Russo to me in Chicago. Well, that's that's yeah, that, part of the problems. That's part of the problem. But at some point in time, ownership also wants to win games, don't they? They do, but my guess is they think that they can with Tony LaRusso. I think he is the total mismatch for that oh, yeah. heavy Latin team. They need somebody who I think and understands them a little bit more. I, I, I'm guessing Jose Abreu is probably more managing that team than Tony Larusa is. Uh, Tony Larusa will not be fired. He will be moved into a consulting role. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> but Joe, Joe Madden had to go, Tim. Um, uh, uh, Joe Madden, he, he, you know, as a motivator, what he said when they called up Adele—that's wrong. And I, yep. I really think what he said about the Joe Adele call-up, who has actually hit pretty good since he's been called up. He was two for two yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, he looks solid. I, I think what Joe Madden did there was wrong. Flat he, out wrong. Even if Joe Adele went 0 for 15, what he yeah. said was wrong. Wrong. And yes. You just can't do that to a young kid. Can't can't do that no. to anybody. That's just no. awful. <laughs> yeah, it, well, exactly. The only reason you got called up is we didn't have any other choice. Yeah. And, and by and the way, as soon as that guy himself. comes back, he's down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It it was wrong. It yeah. uh, and I think it, I think played into the decision. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised even if you believe that to me. You can't say it out loud. I mean, no. this is this is you're the leader of the team. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the motivator. Yeah, exactly. What, what, what does that motivate? This is what he should have said. Boy, having Tyler Roard got off to a great start. We're so disappointed that he's down. But look, Joe Adele's got great talent. Uh, hopefully he's learned some things down in the minor leagues. We're, we're hoping for great things. Something yeah, like that's all we're, he had to say. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're looking forward to, to seeing how that time in the minors. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, has has improved his game. And we're really looking forward to seeing what he can do. On the, yeah, there's a million things he could have said. But no, you you suck, and the only reason you're up is you know that that whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, it was wrong. It was wrong. That is it, not how you motivate young players. No, not or at all any time. players. Yeah, it's that's like management 101. So um, yeah. they are well. They have the last year's MVP. They have the you know with Shohei Otani. Uh, maybe I, I'm going to say the best player in baseball. I don't think it's close, just because he's a two way player and he's great at both uh, positions. The, well, who ended the streak yesterday? Yeah, he did single handedly, Tim. Well, yeah, he threw <laughs> seven innings, shut down, shut down the Red Sox, and chipped in with a two run homer. And, like, and, yeah. And okay. then they have the greatest player in the last 
25 years and Michael Trout mm-hmm. and they can't win. Well, I, I still think, I still think they can make the playoffs. That's one of my questions. Do you think they can? Yeah. They're three games under 500 after losing what? 13, 14 in a row. You know, when they went to the it's... tailspin is when they lost Rendon, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, Rendon and, well, it was sort of a combination deal. Rendon and Ward were at the same time, weren't they, basically? I don't think so, because Ward, uh, Ward, yeah, Ward came, got hurt on Sunday, because I think that's when Madden said his crummy comments. So, yeah, 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 yeah it is it is interesting, but I think they're definitely a better, better team with Rendon. I think for everything that I'm hearing, he's going to be back soon. Hopefully Ward is back soon. You put those two bats in the lineup with, yeah, with Otani and Trout, and the pitching has been okay. Yeah, the pitching has been okay. Uh, I think uh, I think they're still a playoff team. Hey, if you if you can still if you're only three games under under five hundred after losing what fourteen in a row, mm-hmm. there's got to be hope there, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I I. Well, I had a. I've got some really good teams to me, and I sat Nate Avoldi against the Angels. Yeah. And I'm like, and I put somebody else in. Just I think I had a two start week because I, I didn't. I thought it was the earlier season, um, you know, with the stacked lineup going for the Angels. I forgot it was no Mike Trout. Really, the only player they have now playing is Shohei Otani. So I sat him, and he went out and pitched to Jim. And I was kicking myself because I shouldn't have sat him, Timmy. You should sit anybody against the Angels at the moment. No. Uh, again, now that they've turned it around, I think Otani's – yeah, he's had a really good year, okay? But it hasn't been last year good with the stick yet. But I, I think any day now Otani's about to explode, and we'll see a week out of him where he hits – five six home runs and drives in 15 runs and you know just reinforces what a great player he really is maybe yesterday was the start of that run but i i think at some point in time in the very near future he's gonna go off and it's gonna be like wow one of those going offs so i doubt he wins the mvp but to me let's say he finishes as a top 15 to 20 offensive player and a top 20 to 25 pitcher he has to win the MVP every year. Nobody is. Nobody can do that. Well, Albert Pujols in his prime, but he didn't pitch back then. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's like that, yeah, I mean, it's, you, uh, you look yeah. at it, you go, oh, offensively, he's been good, you know. But Aaron uh, Judge, has been, he pitches, uh, Tim. <laughs> he's yeah. one of the best pitchers in the game. How? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I. That's what's crazy about him. How can you not like give him the MVP every year? Say, so here it is. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll see you next year. Yeah, he is. He is by far the single most talented player in the game. There is nobody that's even in the discussion. It's, it's not even close. Nobody I, else pitches and nobody else hits like him. It's yeah, it, I'm assuming he's in a league all of his own. If you added his war up on both, right? So mm-hmm. he'll probably do maybe yeah. a five war on hit offense and maybe a four war. I mean, it's going to be yeah, tough. He's going to be a nine or ten war. I don't yeah. even think um, Judge is going to do that. So no, it's, it's it, yeah, yeah, he's going to be it, really good. So. And, and I've been saying it for a couple of years now. In leagues that allow daily transactions, he is by far the number one pick in, in drafts. It's totally not. Agree. It's not even close. He is by far number one. Tim, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. It's real or yeah. memorex. We're going to. 
fire through these things very quickly. Okay, sounds good. So, one of my favorite games. I have a lot of favorite games, Timmy, but I, I've always, this is this has been around forever. We've been doing yes, this for years. Um, and the first guy is Tyler Anderson. He, I'm going to write it as I did before his start last night. But five starts, a 2.45 ERA, and an eight and a half strikeouts per nine. So basically, I'm asking you. That's been that's over. This is over the last month, by the way. Is this a new kind of baseline? Is this real or is this something that's kind of fake? Uh, I'm going to go with Memorex. Fake. Yeah, I I think Tyler Anderson is a solid five six type starting pitcher, and no and no more than that. He's been on a he's been on a really good run, a really good roll, but I'm not anticipating that you know, a continuation of what we've seen in May into July and August. No. So the next one, I'm going to very curious. Uh, Aaron Ashby has made five appearances over the past month, three starts, 198 ERA and 14 strikeouts per nine. Real. Real. Agree with you. Yeah, totally, totally real. And even even if he's, you know, hey, hey he's young. He's going to have rough outings. Okay, I, I don't think there's a young pitcher out there in the game that doesn't have the odd rough outing, but you look at what he's done historically as far as the strikeout numbers. Uh, the only pitcher that comes to mind that's in that ballpark right now would be Hunter Green. And Hunter Green and Ashby, I think, are that, that's a fair comp, isn't it? Um. Well, I mean, maybe performance-wise, I think talent-wise. I mean, Hunter Green is crazy athletic with the great fastball. I think he's got better skills. I think Aaron Ashby's probably the better pitcher at the moment. So Right. But, I mean, for strikeout potential uh, and risk, they're sort of in the same area. You know, I, mean, I, I would different... agree. Different pitchers, but, yeah, if you're yeah. glumping them into kind of a – yeah, and overall, where you would draft them or, or roster yeah. them, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so, but uh, I, I definitely think we are going to see a lot of great outings from Aaron Ashby in the second half. I think people are discounting Hunter Green, um, particularly yeah. in Dynasty Leagues. I think this guy, he's got ace written all over him, Tim. Just yeah. does. Yeah, it's, I, I think when he posts his career season, it's going to come with a Cy Young. I saw Hunter Green get traded. Corbin Carroll for Hunter Green, a first-round draft pick, and a couple of other players for Corbin Carroll. I'm going, oh, my gosh. Like, that blew me away. I mean, I, I thought I'd do Hunter Green. I, I wouldn't even do Hunter Green straight up for Corbin Carroll. Well, again, I, I've I've got Hunter Green in in one dynasty league, and I've 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 tried to move him because I have a, a huge surplus of starting pitching in this league, and I need some offense. Mm-hmm. But the offers I'm getting for him, it, what's going to happen with Hunter Green is uh, he's going to be a bargain until he's not, and when he's not, you're not going to trade him for the for the world, and that in between, people are afraid to take the chance on Hunter Green to take that risk 
but at some point in time, I think you have to if you want good young players. I know when you, when you look back at some of the players that I've added over the past few years, yeah, at one point in time, Tarek Skubal was number three behind Mize and Manning. You know, Logan Gilbert was, what, maybe a number three, four? But you got to take some chances on some of these young arms, or by the time you actually want them based on what they've demonstrated as far as their school, they're going to be too expensive. You're not going to get them. And he's a and Hunter Green's a player that I think it's worth taking the chance. I boldly put Tarek Skubo in front of those other two. FYI, no, I know you did. I know so, you did, and I, I here, listened to you. <laughs> so, so here, here was the trade: uh, Corbin Carroll yes. for Hunter Green. Gabriel Martinez is having a really nice year, young outfielder with Toronto. Marcelo Meyer, number one, pick ooh, 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 and a first round draft pick. Look, oh, I love yeah. Corbin Carroll. It's a really good young player, but come on, Tim. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got, the, I got the green side of that one. It's not wow. even close. Yeah, uh, somebody did. Re- whoever, whoever ended up with the Hunter Green side on that deal, yeah. uh, sit back, kick back, smile, enjoy life. It's going to be really that's good. A good. Good deal. <laughs> Jeffrey Springs, Timmy, in the last thirty days has made five starts with the Tampa Bay Rays, a one thirty two ERA, and almost striking out a batter in any. Jeffrey Springs. I'm going to say the strikeout rates are very, very real. My problem with Jeffrey Springs is the last time prior to this year he started a game was rehabbing in rookie ball in 2019. He started two. He started 17 games in 2017, five years ago. My problem with Springs is I don't know if he's going to hold up. I don't know if he's going to be an asset in quality start leagues at all. I wouldn't bet on that. I, I think Springs is a, I think he's a good solid relief pitcher. I don't know if he's going to handle, hand, be able to handle games as a starter. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put Memorax. I think they're going to do the same thing with Springs as they do with all the relief pitchers. They'll keep working Springs and until it doesn't work anymore. Then he'll be back in the bullpen. Chris Morrill, Timmy, three home runs and six stolen bases in the last month. Very real. I kind of have to agree with you there. Here's one, and this is a guy I'm really rooting for. Tyrone Taylor, five home runs and a stolen base, but hitting two thirty-three over the past month. I think there's 20 home runs in the bat and a two thirty, two forty batting average. So if that's what you're shopping for, hey, I think – I think Taylor's going to continue to do what he's done thus far this year. Cole Calhoun hitting 311 with six home runs. This is after getting off to, I mean, just a putrid start to me. I don't have yes. to, I mean, it was horrible, but he's been hot over the last month. Is it more, is the next month more like a 311 with six home runs or more like a 100 with zero home runs? I'll split the difference, 200 with three home runs. So that's How's not that? great. So that's a bit Memorex then. That I, You know what? We've seen hot streaks from Cole Calhoun before. Do I think he's going to sustain it into next month? No. But, hey, would I be shocked if he hit 310 with six, homes, six home runs in August? Nah, I wouldn't be surprised. There's going to be ups and downs, and he'll hit you some home runs. Just don't expect a 300-plus batting average. I have trouble with that one. Frank Schwindel, Timmy, the last guy, is hitting 274 with six home runs over the past month. The power is real, the batting average isn't. So he can hit 20 to 25 to 30 home runs annually. 
yes, I think he can hit 25 to 30 home runs. I think it comes with about a 225 batting average. Okay. Yeah, right right now, even with the hot streak, uh, he struck out 43 times, walked 14 times, good for a 286 OBP. I think that's what you're looking at is 280, 290 with 25 home runs. So, again, temper the batting average expectations, and, yeah, he's going to hit you some power. So another one, Timmy, that uh, question number eight, I'll just roll this in. It's kind of a real or a memorex. That's Marcus Simeon, who got off to one of the worst starts in baseball that we've seen in a long time for a top six, seven round pick. It was brutal. I don't know what it was, but he was hitting 140, 150 for about two months, Timmy, with no home runs and a handful of stolen base. It was ugly. He's uh, he's up to 221, so you know he's just been on fire with six home runs and 10 stolen bases now for the year uh you were down on him you thought it was a huge mistake uh when he was signed so is he a sell high guy for you and a kind of a traditional redraft league and then what about in a dynasty league is he a sell high guy uh, i think if you i think if you can get a really if you can get a really good return based on what he's done in the past past several weeks yeah i i would entertain moving him but i don't think you're going to so I, I, I think you, you bit, you're going to bite the bullet on that one. And I think, yeah, he's, gonna, he's, a, he's a good hitter, but he's not as good as what we've seen. He's going to slow down a little bit. But it, I'm, just, I, I'm happy to see him out of the funk. I was concerned because I, he's coming off a great year in a, in a hitter's park in Toronto, surrounded by a great lineup, moving to Texas, which is not a hitter's heaven like, uh, like it like used to Detroit. be. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, uh, I wasn't. Uh, the skills I believe are there. I think the change of venues and lineups definitely. You know, he he he's gone from you know Bo Bichette and Vlad Jr. to Corey Seager, Mitch Garver, and Cole Calhoun. There's a difference there. Don't forget my buddy Adolis Garcia. Well, yes, he, he's hitting in the sixth spot. I was going. You know, the Rangers have Jonah Heim. I know. Adding in the- Batting in the fifth spot. He, he's another guy I'm watching at catcher. Pleasant surprise this year. And he's, he's 27, so he's young enough that maybe what we're seeing is a new floor. I agree with you. Tim, yeah. uh, it's, we're at the hour mark. Do you have time for one more segment? Yeah, I sure do. Yeah, not a problem at all. Let's take a quick break. Get back see what Tim's picking up this weekend. And we'll talk uh, Gabriel Marino. Yes. So, Tim, you follow the Blue Jays fairly closely. They're up mm. in your neck of the woods. Not that yep. you're a fan, but uh, you follow them closely. I mm-hmm. was a little surprised when I heard the news. In fact, I heard it from the great John Dean, where I pick up almost all of my news from. Oh, so. Yes, yeah. yeah, so the John, John Dean news feed. Yeah. Anything Alex Manoa, okay? Is, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's drooling right now, those West Virginia kids, eh? Yeah, just follow John Dean. And he'll, yeah. he'll, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Does he work, Timmy? Does he have a job? I mean, it seems like he follows yes, Twitter he, all day long. Yes, he does have a job, providing us with information <laughs> okay, on Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's pretty uh, funny. Anyway, yeah, like he was having good, a, good guys. He good was guys. having an okay year, Timmy, making a ton of contact, but he only was slugging four oh six. He had one home run. He has three hundred plate appearances, actually three oh one plate appearances above A boss. I was surprised yeah. 
when I saw the move. What did you think? Were you like, oh, great, this is happening, or like, wow, this is happening? Um, it was great. Great it's happening. There was no well for me. I, I sort of I predicted uh, I wasn't really bullish on Kirk heading into the year. Okay, and a lot of that has to do with body type. And Danny Jansen has never shown what he showed in the minors. So I thought Gabriel Marino was going to be up by the All-Star break for different reasons than he did get the call. Uh, am I concerned about the power? No. The kid can flat out hit. The home runs will come. Okay, so I, I'm glad he got the call. And I think a lot of it has to do with the simple fact that the Jays, the Jays are contending. They want their best players on the field. And but, when you look at the options at catcher. But can you with, carry with three Dan- catchers on a team? Well, Danny Jensen's out with a fractured left pinky. Oh, he is. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. So he got the call because of the in- the injury. Okay. Not not because of what he's doing. But what he's doing is good enough. How, long, just, how long is Jensen going to be out? They, I haven't seen anything. Uh, I haven't seen anything official yet. Okay, well, good. So then he's got a chance. So the question is, Tim, is he going to make your waiver wire this week? Um, if he's uh, rostered under 50%, yeah, definitely. He's got to be I rostered under 50%. The... He has to. Well, we will just go to my hyper super speed computer here and take so, take take a look. I don't know how he missed it. Jansen got put on the three days ago. He got put on the – I'll be going uh, – to a game every night, Timmy. So that's, uh, uh, that's what happens. The, well, yes, it's all about priorities, and this is your time of the year. This is when you got to get your scouting in. Yeah, right? but I'm supposed to be doing podcasts. I'm supposed to be reading the news feed. So somehow uh, I missed uh, I missed chance on getting hurt. Yeah, Gabriel Moreno. Uh, we're looking at. He's going to make my waiver wire, but just barely. Forty three percent rostered at CBS. Interesting. Must must have come up recently. So uh, okay, well, yeah. it'll be interesting. To, so he's going to split time with Kirk, right? Is it fifty fifty split there, or I would say you're probably looking at uh, two to three games weekly for Moreno. They can take Kirk and slide him into the DH role, but you know, if if Moreno hits, I can see him going three four games. Yeah, uh, but Kirk has been DH. pretty awesome they, this year. Yeah, but they put Kirk at DH. They can keep Kirk in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll depend on, on how he plays. But I definitely think he's somebody that should have your attention this week as a, as a waiver wire ad. Well, definitely. He, he's a famous guy, Timmy, that gets called up. And when that happens, yeah. we obviously have to talk about it. Let me uh, check something real quick. Let's see what Roster Resource says, how they've got him fitting into the mix here. They got to have Kirk as a starting catcher, even though he's not a great, uh, let's see. They've got Kirk starting at catchers and they got Marino. They don't have Marino listed yet. They don't have him listed. They yeah. probably, he probably hasn't played again. They've got, they got likely, Zach Collins still sitting. Yeah. They've got Marino will likely be recalled from minors. They haven't updated their page yet. Okay. Interesting. Okay. But, at you know, T. Oscar Hernandez could end up in the outfield. You know, Ramiel Tapia could end up on the bench a little bit more. Even even though the, the, the Jays, you look at their lineup, and I, I never really realized or, t- or took that much time to 
to realize the fact that you know that the the Jays only have one left-handed bat in their everyday lineup. Ramiel Tapia. It that right-hand heavy to a T, isn't it? It is indeed. So, um, wow, yeah, I didn't didn't notice that he's batting nine. So that's that's very very fascinating. Yeah, I I think Marino is going to get plenty of opportunities to play. And the where it'll get real interesting is when Jansen is ready to come back off the IL. Yeah, especially if if Marino plays well. They'll have to find they'll have to find room at the DH slot somewhere. And Marina, if I recall, bats right, so it's not going to help there. I'm not. Jansen's a right-handed hitter, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't doesn't help them in their, uh, you know, platoon splits there. But it's a pretty veteran-laden team, even though they've got young players. They're, those are guys that are playing every day. I mean, Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, uh, Tiasco, they are all playing full time, even though they're pretty young players. Yeah, Guriel, uh, you know Matt Chapman, Espinal. It's 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 a young team. Yeah, they they could use another left-handed bat, though. I agree with you, but I don't know who sits if if it's uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's the other question. So let's you know when you come all right-handed, let's say they make they make a trade. I mean, Espinal maybe gets bench Tim. I mean, you're not going to bench Springer, Bichette, Vlad, Tioscar. It's going to be Kirk, Marino, Jansen at catcher. You're not going to bench Chapman or Guriel, maybe. And Tappy is your left-handed batter, so the only guy there is Espinal. Well, and Espinal is your everyday second baseman. Yeah, so they'd have to get a, a left-handed batting second baseman. Kevin Bijou. Yeah, well, you don't want to do that. Well, that's you know he's already on the roster, but he's your left-handed. Uh, it's interesting. All the all their all their bench guys are left-handed, so that must be yeah. their answer. So we'll go with the all righty starting lineup, and then we'll bring in our left-handed bats to you know pinch basically it. yeah pinch it, which I'm not sure is going to work. Well, they've got enough talent. Uh, what the Jays need is they need Jose Bar- Barrios to step it up, and they need. You see Kikuchi to be a little bit more consistent. If you take a let's take a look at the Dodgers lineup. Let's see how right lefty that is. Loading, loading, loading. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start off with Mookie right handed. Yeah. Left left handed Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Third right handed batting Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Left handed batting Mac, Max Muncy. Then two righties Smith and Turner. Then a lefty with Bellinger. Then a Taylor with a righty, then Lux is a lefty. That's that's how you build a lineup, Tim. Well, yeah, and you look at their bench, and they got two righties and a lefty. Yep. Isn't that isn't that called options? Yeah, that's called options. That's called <laughs> a lineup. Once you get into the playoffs, that's going to play better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Timmy, let's. And I, see. I noticed Clayton, Clayton Kershaw will likely start on Sunday, June twelfth. Awesome. So he's had his, you know, his six weeks off, which is good. Yes. So, uh, that's exactly what they wanted. What are, was the BS joint? <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's what went, I think it was like an LS joint. I called it a BS joint. BS so. joint. Yeah. <laughs> give yourself, give yourself at least two rim shots. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that, that was, that was Tim, <laughs> that was Tim McLeod asked. That was, yeah. <laughs> Yes, at least two rim shots. At yeah, least, okay. yes. <laughs> All right, Timmy, let's find out who you're picking up and let's get out of here. Okay, what well, one hitter am I picking up this weekend? We haven't seen the power. We haven't seen any speed. 
But Oscar Gonzalez is hitting over 400 now with his 4 for 4 day yesterday. Rostered to the tune of 14% at CBS. Let's have some love for Oscar, yeah, Oscar Gonzalez. Is a nice, nice little, well, big little player. But uh, <laughs> maybe Cleveland's got somebody that can actually play. So. Uh, he's ra- he's raking big time. By and the the, yeah, the power is going to come, I think. I saw the Akron Rubber Ducks, Tim. They are the mm-hmm. Cleveland Indians double uh, A affiliate. Yes. Um, and it was prospect porn at its best. George Valara, Tim. Uh-huh. That dude, that dude's got the swag of uh, Julio Rodriguez and some oh, mad and the mad and some mad skills, man. That that mm-hmm. that's that guy's going to be a player. But you know who blew me away? Yeah. Bo Naylor. He is Josh oh, Naylor's little brother. Little brother, he's, yeah. He's a catcher. He's mm-hmm. fast. He's batting leadoff. He looks is he built nothing. square. Is he built square like the rest of the he, family? Or? He looks nothing like Josh. He looks like like a running back. He looks like a player. Like you look at him and go, I want you on my team. <laughs> like the, <laughs> you're now. the guy I want now. <laughs> and it was like because he walked up. They don't have any of their names. Like he's walking up the plate. I got there just as the game was starting. I go, is that Bo Naylor? And I looked down, it was Bo. I, oh my gosh, it just Tim, the body type, the speed, got a little bit of pop. He was Swider. impressive. He was really yeah. impressive. So, I but got a question. I got a question for you about, on on that team and one player in particular because this morning I answered a question from one of the regulars on the Facebook page, uh, Sky Emerson. He was he was inquiring about Daniel Espino, and all I can find is that he he had some knee issues. But it's pretty thin on the information. Have you heard anything on uh, Spino by any chance? I, ha- I have not, but I haven't. I haven't looked at it, so uh, I didn't even know he was hurt. So, did oh, not. okay. This is a okay. Good, good picture. Uh, the, the Indians have done. Uh, Indians Guardians have done a. Uh, gosh, it's so hard to remember yeah. to say Guardians. The Guardians have done such a great job at developing pitchers, and he's been one of them. Came out as a raw arm, and he's really put th- some things together. So, I will dig in, Timmy, try to find out what's happened to him. Yeah, no, I had, had something to do with the knee, and uh, apparently he's back pitching, but he missed all of May eh? after a great April. So, who was it that uh, some football coach would say, "Yeah, he's got a knee, <laughs> he's out, he's got a yeah, knee, he, <laughs> he's got yeah. an arm." I yeah, forgot who that was. It was yeah, uh... <laughs> inconsequential to make the, the yeah, big yeah. scheme of things. Yeah, don't need. Yeah, you don't need to say he pulled this or that. It's just a knee. He's got a leg. He's got an arm. Yeah. So. Right. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Timmy, who's, what pitcher are you picking up? Uh, I, I'm going to go with a guy who was consistently thought of as a number four or five type, who has really, really been a model of consistency for the Detroit Tigers. And that's Alex Fado. He's rostered to the yeah. tune of 17%. We got seven starts in now, and the most earned runs he's allowed is two. Now he's going five innings for the most part. But in his past two starts, he struck out five and seven, respectively. So, uh, what? I don't I, know. I don't... I've, I've been. I. I. He was, I've not. Never been a big fan, but I right, haven't I been that. following his progression. So I'm bringing up his Ross. I'm bringing up his baseball savant page. Let's look at it together, shall we, Tim? You have a, a yeah, minute? I sure do, and it's worth worth a discussion as far as I'm concerned because he's just been so consistent since he's been been called up and like he's still not getting a whole lot, lot of love out there in the fantasy not, world. Not, 
Not sure how he's doing it, Timmy. So okay. his average exit velocity is bottom 20%. So guys are hitting the ball hard off of him. Okay. Uh, his strikeout rate is bottom 25%. His yep. fastball velocity is bottom third. His fastball spin is bottom third. So people are hitting the ball off of him hard. He doesn't throw hard. And there's very little movement on his pitches. So Other than that, it's good. So his ERA is 292. His ex-ERA, which is Baseball Savant, looks at all of the underlying stuff and right. figures out what that's going to be, is 464. So what you're saying is there's a correction a coming. I'm, what I'm saying, there's a correction a coming. That's what <laughs> yeah. that's what the data would say. Now, that you know, guys can define. So his fastball spin is 2171. Slider's 2400, which is okay. So it's got a yeah. pretty good slider, it looks like. Uh, change up is 1945, 2000 is the ball is pretty flat. And it, it was interesting. So Eddie Cabrera, I think, again, the great John Dean. Sh- did you see that where Eddie Cabrera threw a change yeah, 90, up? 95 mile an hour or whatever it was. 95 mile an hour change yeah. up yeah, that right. ran, okay. I think, 21 inches or something ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it was it was insane. It was insane. He's got a 1500 uh, uh, spin rate, which means it's actually – 2,000 is means it's flat, so the lower it is, it means it's going to fade. The higher it is means it's going to rise a little bit. So that's that's how you try to figure that stuff out. So, you know, it looks like an average changeup, a below-average fastball, and a pretty good slider. Yeah, I'm looking at the comps, and uh, Daniel Lynch, Paulo Espino, Madison Baumgartner, five, yeah. six type starting pitchers. Yeah. The only, yeah, the only thing that, that caught my attention is the fact that he is getting it done, for and sure. the strike and the strikeout rates were a little higher his past two outings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no that 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 makes sense. Uh, I'm still going to recommend him this okay. week. Uh, okay, I, I much the same as I did Eric Fetty, right? Yeah, that worked out. Well, same same with like Victor Robles. That's, I tried to yeah, play, yeah. pretend to be Tim McLeod on the waiver wire, and I got burned with my one call this year. So I, I'm <laughs> uh, I'm I'm leaving it to the expert, Timmy. I'm backing off here. It's your job. <laughs> okay, I have job security, is what you're saying. I will say when you you had your heart oh. attack, uh, and I yeah. had to do the waiver wire for a couple three weeks. It was miserable, yeah. Timmy. You like, didn't have fun with that, Rich. <laughs> I I was terrible at it. I mean, you know. Now I could write the words oh, yeah. and pick the guys. I mean, I know right. how you go through and pick them, but I, I, I start talking about them. I go, no, this guy's not very good. <laughs> like, why, why is he on my list? <laughs> well, yeah, again, because the scout in you comes out right away, right? Like, Rather yeah, than. Yeah, yeah, so I, so I'd be writing it up, and at the end, I go, "Never mind, don't pick this guy up." Here's the two guys I recommend. <laughs> Sorry about that. Live with it, yeah. <laughs> Live with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely something I that I personally love, and I, I have since. That my biggest fear when I started doing the waiver wire articles a number of years ago, my biggest fear was sticking my neck out because I didn't want to. <sighs> Put people in a situation, you know, every time you recommend somebody, there's there's three, basically two or three outcomes. You know, success, failure, or somewhere in between. And the idea of recommending somebody and it doesn't work out, that was a hard one for me initially. Simply because I didn't want to be wrong. But you have to be. It's, it's, it's built into the process. You can't be right all the time. Nobody no. is. No. 
And as soon as you accept that and the fact that, you know, you're just doing the best that you can with the information you have at hand, then it, it, it gets a little more fun. If, and if you had a nicer partner who would hmm. just let that stuff slide, then well, life would be all good. But, of course, I'm going, wait a minute, McLeod, you just recommended this guy. What, what, well, what happened? Well, yeah. <laughs> what happened, I, I, Eric I, Fetty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you're liking that weed bed a little bit more. Yeah. I, I know. I understand. I, I only bring up guys oh. that I personally pick up. <laughs> Get burned by. So I, I uh, sometimes I don't even go back and, and recheck those guys. Sometimes if a guy has a really good outing, like a pitcher or some guy hits, then I'll, I'll make note of that. Oh, McLeod mm. recommended that guy. Yeah, okay, good. Mm. I'm glad it worked out. But yeah. some of the other guys don't, but we'll see. Yeah. Timmy, it's a yeah. wrap, my friend. we got to get going. Yep. I'm running out of yep. power. And yep. uh, it, we're at, let's see how long we've been recording. Oh, an hour and 20 minutes. This is as long as our Sunday show. So I apologize, everyone. I tried to keep this to an hour. But, Tim, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, a lot of great topics, and I hope our listeners have as much fun listening to it as we had putting it together. Be safe, be well, and we'll catch you on Sunday. Take care, Tim.